Hi, everyone, and welcome to Where Faith Grows. I'm your host, Laura Lambert. Every episode, I sit down with a friend, some old and some new, and we explore areas of our lives where we can let faith thrive and flourish. I'm so happy you're joining me here today. Let's find out together where faith can grow. Welcome back to Where Faith Grows. Today's show is all about missions. Growing up, I think I had a very limited view of what it meant to be called into missions, but then I met my good friend, Simone Ilya. Through her walk with God, she has shown me what it truly means to have a heart for missions, and I just cannot wait to share it with you today. Simone is a recent medical school graduate, and her journey to this point was hardly linear. (laughs) Growing up, she was more interested in reading and writing, but as she grew older, science began to captivate her. When she became a Christian as a freshman in high school, her heart became softened to the suffering of others, which led her toward the pursuit of medicine. She went on to study at the University of Tennessee, where she met many of her closest friends through her pre-med major and as a resident assistant. This is actually how she and I met. From there, she experienced a few hardships, but also had some incredible experiences, including traveling all over the world, serving communities near and far, strengthening her relationships with family and friends, and learning about the intricate, incredible, purposeful design God has made by creating our bodies. Simone recently matched into a family medicine residency, and in the future, she hopes to pursue medical missions overseas and or domestically, and she even wants to start writing again. Today, Simone and I talk all about her heart for missions, what it's meant for her to be called into the mission field, and all the ways she has and will pursue this heart. If you've ever felt like missions were a calling for you, this episode is a great one to listen to. I just know you're going to feel motivated and equipped to get started in your calling right now, and I know Simone's words and heart will encourage you as you get going. Simone, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me. I'm excited to have you here, and I'm also excited to dive straight in. But first, I want to touch base on how everything's going, because obviously we are all in quarantine right now because of the coronavirus. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Um, Things are going pretty good. Uh, Definitely going on a lot more walks than usual. The dog is, um, was at first happy about that, and now not so much. She kind of hides. So I'm like, I never thought a dog could get tired of walks. But um, otherwise, just been enjoying my family, um, hanging out, relaxing, slowing down. It's it's been a blessing in some ways, for sure. Have you guys accomplished any like fun things as a family during this time? Well, we are working on a puzzle. Um, unfortunately, we are very slow and uh, I've learned that um, my siblings like to put pieces that kind of fit together together. And so that has um, definitely caused some road bumps in our puzzle <laughs> making ability. Uh, it took like five days to put the edge together. We could not understand how the pieces were going to fit in the end until we realized that um, we had not initially put them together correctly. So that was fun. It's fun, uh, fun family bonding time. But 
yeah. So we're working, we're working on it. Me, <laughs> How about you guys? Let me guess who is the culprit of putting pieces together that don't fit. My guess is Lorraine. <laughs> no, actually it was William, oh. believe it or not. I know, I would not have uh, pegged that on him, but... Um, I wouldn't either. I would think I'd, he'd be pretty like into it. Yeah, usually he's a pretty precise kind of kind of guy but he also doesn't have the best vision um <laughs> like li- like literally doesn't see very well so i i'm gonna just i'm gonna chalk it up to that yeah give him a little credit there <laughs> you guys are actually doing he's just kind of like in it to be a part <laughs> yeah he he helps he tries he tries well um why don't you tell me a little about yourself yeah so currently um I am a fourth-year medical student. I'm graduating. Um, well, official graduation date, May 9th. Um, so that's exciting. I am the oldest of four kids. Um, my uh, siblings are all doing different things. Um, brothers into business. My sisters are more creative. So, um, so that's fun. We have we have very lively discussions at the dinner table. Um, my parents are from overseas. They're from Syria. Um, my dad's also a physician, so um, definitely was an inspiration of me going to medical school. Um, and then just like for fun, I like to run. I like to play tennis. Um, mostly hanging out with my family and watching TV with my cat. Let's be real. That's what I do most of the time. Yep, definitely. Yeah. So. And you are, you said you're in medical school right now. I know that you already said that, but you graduate in? A little over a month. You're um, so close. So close. And I've actually finished all my requirements. Um, unfortunately, uh, the official graduation ceremony is canceled. And um, so right now I'm just like, Hanging out, I'm like, do I call myself a doctor? I don't know. I don't think I can, but uh, <laughs> feels kind of weird. Also, like I've kind of lived in this safe bubble of a student for so many years that uh, I'm not ready to give it up yet. So, <laughs> um, you know, it must be weird because it's like you've had this abrupt transition out of school, and it's like, wait, is it really over? <laughs> yeah, for sure. Like, uh. Really, up, up until a couple months ago, I was just like, oh, yeah, I can't wait to graduate, get in the real world. And then you realize, oh, wait a second. This is kind of nice. Like, nobody expects anything of me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the, like, all of my only responsibility is learning. Um, so I've definitely been uh, been savoring these last few months of just um, low responsibility work and then um, before it amps up in, um, July, but I'm definitely, I'm excited too. I have to say it, it'll be, it'll be nice to get paid. <laughs> I am sure. Well, and also just probably nice to finally get to start your career that you've worked so hard on for the last, you know, eight years. <laughs> definitely. Yeah. I mean, um, it's just, it is surreal. It's like, I, sometimes I feel like I, I don't know anything like, I haven't learned anything from my first day. And then I look back and I realize like all the things I've learned, all the things I've experienced. Um, and it's, it's just, um, it's definitely like some delayed gratification because a lot of those, uh, a lot of that time is just spent like studying and, um, you, you know, you're working towards something. And like my ultimate goal has always been like, 
I just want to help people. Um, but it, it just takes a long time to get there, um, through this avenue. So it, it gets disheartening. It, it has been disheartening at times, but, um, but it's definitely exciting to just think like, it's finally, it's finally coming to fruition. Like it's finally going to be real. It's, it's a surreal feeling for sure. I know. I, I, I cannot imagine that because you, you've just done so much more school than I have. Like, <laughs> know what it would feel like to have done four additional years of school and then be like, okay, it's, it's time. Like I get to finally do what I've been working so hard to do. Like, that's just, I can't imagine that. (laughs) So long, but yeah, it's cool. It's weird. So tell me about, just tell me a little bit about med school. Tell me about your journey, what it was like, what you liked, disliked, what was hard, uh, the whole thing. Yeah. So, um, it was a whirlwind for sure. Um, I, I guess like the, the, one of the greatest blessings of medical school for me was just like from day one, I was just captivated by the, by the science of it all. Um, because I'd always, I'd always liked science just growing up, but, um, I always knew I wanted to help people, which is kind of cliche, but that's just kind of where I felt like my heart was leading me or where God was leading me. And, um, um, and so, um, so medicine just seemed like a good fit. Um, yeah. And so like, it was just really amazing to see, like, just to learn of God's most sacred creation of us, of man, and, um, just how intricate the design was and how purposeful he made us. And, um, I mean, it's just so beautiful to, to just know, like, as a believer, like God had, had created our bodies to perform all these functions to keep us alive. And, um, you know, he thought so like deeply and, um, and just so purposeful. It just, it, it just, it, it was definitely a blessing to, to, um, to learn and to see that, um, just, yeah. So, um, so that was the blessing of it. Um, definitely there's hard times too. Um, I mean, tests are never easy and, um, (laughs) you know, uh, and, um, I tend to like, just have more anxiety, especially around like exams. And so, um, that -hmm. was always hard, but, um, but, um, I think just like having that, that confidence that I was where God, um, wanted me to be and that ultimately like someday I'd be able to use, um, this knowledge, this gift to help somebody someday was, um, what pushed me through. Uh, and that was, um, I don't know that I just kind of like, I guess it was, it was a blessing. It was like a pain, like even in the pain, it was, um, I felt like it was, um, a gift because I, I grew in my faith through it. Um, and so, yeah, I guess that's how the last four, I would describe the last four years, um, a blessing, um, difficult. With yeah, <laughs> yeah, for sure. But overall, it sounds like a positive experience. Like, yeah, you would, would you do it again? That's, that's the ultimate question. If someone was like, okay, you need to go through four more years of medical school. Would you be like, okay. <laughs> I wouldn't do another four years of the same thing. Uh, but I would go, if I, if I, if you asked me if I would go back, um, knowing everything I know now and do it all again, I would say yes, even more confidently. Um, 
and maybe that's just uh, the the looking back with the <laughs> rose colored glasses kind of dilemma. But um, but I, no, I, um, I it's just really it's really cool to see like um, for me as a person who is not always confident in in my own decisions um, and really have to rely on um, on uh, God and his word and just trusting him that he'll make good out of whatever I choose. Um, that, um, it just gave me more confidence in him and like his ability to make good out of, out of what I do and, and his uh, plan for my life. So, yeah. <laughs> I love that. And, and I also loved your, I, I don't know that I brought this up, but you and I have talked about this before, but I love your perspective about like, you saw medical school as an opportunity to get to learn about God's most sacred creation. I just like think that's so beautiful. Like, I, oh, I don't know if I can't get over that. Like, I just love that perspective so much. It's really, it's really amazing. I mean, he's, he's everywhere and everything um, in all of creation. And I, I definitely see that as one of the greatest blessings of school is, is just getting to know him better that way. So. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Like, I don't think a lot of people, I think that you are unique in being able to tease through all the noise of the pressure of school and the exams and just the whole thing and be able to like, yeah, like quiet the noise and think about the overall joy of getting to learn about God's creation. Like that, that is unique to you. I don't know that you realize that. I don't think a lot of people think like that. And that's mm. just Really cool. <laughs> cool. Well, I'm glad. I hope that, yeah, that, that uh, maybe somebody else out there that's, that's learning something hard, they hopefully can encourage them that way too. Yeah, exactly. They should the, think on that because that's just like, I, I know I need to think like that more. And so I will try now, now that I know oh. this. <laughs> well, um, so we talked about your last four years in med school. I want to know. And, and you've touched on this a little bit when I asked you to tell about yourself, but what led you to want to pursue medicine as a career? Like what, more deeply, what made you realize that that was like where God was leading you in life? Hmm. <clears throat> well, um, I, de- I grew up um, um, around medicine. My dad was a physician, and, but I never really saw myself becoming a doctor, um, really until before college. Um, I became a Christian during high school, like my freshman year of high school. And with that, I became more involved in church, like, um, just with the youth group and serving the community. And I knew I wanted to, um, I wanted to do something that I could, um, serve humanity. Um, and then also with my parents being from, um, overseas, I, was, um, intrigued by the idea of like international missions. Um, so, um, developed an interest in science. Um, but then I couldn't really see myself doing something, um, outside of, um, without, um, directly working with people. Um, and then, um, I don't think I've told you this before, but I guess like tornadoes came through my community. Um, in 2008. Um, and, um, I was really, I realized that then I was really drawn to, um, just human suffering in general. I, I just felt a lot of like, um, 
uh, I guess just drawn to that, like in those situations, I wanted to, um, find ways to help and serve people. Um, and so, hmm. so yeah, I guess I, when I graduated high school, um, I knew I liked science. I knew I wanted to help people in their, in their, those difficult moments. And so, um, pre-med made sense. So I just, um, signed up for that, but then that wasn't a direct path either. Um, so I guess, I don't know, we might talk about that, but yeah, so that's kind of where I ended up and, um, and, uh, which is kind of ironic because even though my dad's a doctor, part of me is, a uh, like quietly rebellious. So I never thought I would like follow, follow in my parents' footsteps that way, but, um, you know, God has a sense of humor too. So yeah. I think that's funny that you say you're quietly rebellious because I don't see you as rebellious, like at all. Yeah. I think can be stubborn sometimes but then like I never show it I'm like I'll do this one little thing like uh I don't know I can't even think of an example but um <laughs> like uh, stubbornness like uh like passive aggressive almost <laughs> almost yeah that, but, um, I, I remember you telling me uh, <laughs> Are you still there? Yeah. Okay. I heard loud noise, and so I was pausing. Oh, hold on. Okay. I'm adding a little footnote to tell myself to cut this part out. Okay. Yeah, the dog came in, and the cat is here, so it was about to get bad. It was about to get real. <laughs> Okay. Um, I feel like I remember you telling me about um, helping with flood cleanup in 2010 and how that was part of your heart to help people. Was that you? Did you do that? Uh, I don't remember if I did. Um, I was definitely home at the time. So I think that our church was definitely involved in that too. Um, okay. Yeah. So yeah. Kind of, that's, but yeah, that's part of like the whole helping people who are suffering and in need and that you've been drawn to that just mm -hmm. as a way to be a part of making things better for people and their lives and stuff. For sure. Which I love. Um, <laughs> I can't remember. I kind of cut in on you to say that, but did you finish, did you finish everything you had to say? I can't even remember. I think so. <laughs> I hope okay. that wasn't too rambling. Sorry. <laughs> no, you're not rambling. I feel like um, I, I'm sorry to like our listeners right now because I'm clearly like we're recording this at night, everyone. And usually I don't record in the evening. And I, I feel like it's taking every single one of my brain cells to like <laughs> be in the moment right now. I've, I don't know. Do you ever feel like that where you're just like, I am running on full cylinders right now. And for what? <gasps> oh, for sure. Yeah, I'm definitely in middle of the day kind of person I'm like not even a morning person <laughs> like 2, 2 p.m is like my jam that's a good time for me I actually I mean I love mornings but like by this time of the evening like I'm just I'm tired but yeah. anyway okay <laughs> sorry that was I digress that was a little off topic but anyway so I know you like to you have a heart for the suffering like that was a huge part of what led you to pursue medicine as a career. Um, I also know that you have a heart in particular for missions. So tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, so um, I kind of talked about like my family my parents are from overseas so 
I decided to be pre-med like in high school for college. Um, once I got into college, um, the war broke out in Syria. That was in 2011. Um, and that was kind of like, um, it was personal because I'd gone to Syria growing up. Like I knew the, I knew a lot of the towns that were being, um, destroyed and bombed and attacked. Um, and, uh, and, um, so I've, I've definitely like felt like I was part of that. Um, uh, I was, um, feeling that experience more deeply than I had, like, um, maybe other wars in the world that I had seen. Um, and then I realized like, um, just like how much of a need there was, um, overseas, just like in those kind of situations, um, during war, um, that people need, not only do they need medicine, which is what I would, um, what I had decided I was going to pursue, but they also needed someone to, um, to speak hope. Um, and Mm -hmm. so, um, and, you know, through Jesus, through, through Christ, through his message. And so, um, so I thought, um, you know, maybe, maybe I'll just be a missionary, but, um, not just a missionary. I mean, obviously that's a huge, um, pursuit. Um, right. But for you, that your ideal. I mean, that's not, that would have been for you personally. I feel like that would have been like settling a little bit. Yeah. Um, for me, I felt really strongly about, um, I wanted to, um, I didn't want, I wanted to bring, um, a, uh, like a physical, um, skill that I could, that I could use to, um, to at least get, get in the door, um, and, mm-hmm. uh, and use that as a medium to share Christ. Um, kind of like Jesus did with his miracles of healing and, um, or any of his miracles, turning water to wine, um, feeding, feeding all of the, um, um, uh, multiplying the loaves of bread and the, and the fish. I, I felt, um, I just felt like kind of parallel to that. Like I, I wanted to share something, um, but then you're also giving them what they really need. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so, uh, I was really tempted to, to try to, um, pursue missions after college, but then I, um, I just felt this call, like pull, like, um, that was, that was how I was going to help. Um, and, uh, and yeah, I guess, um, I, I don't have, um, uh, I guess when I speak to people, I, I feel like I'm more, um, like I'm a person of fewer words. I don't, I'm more shy. I'm more of a listener. Um, but if I have something that doesn't take words to share that, um, that those, that, you know, that would mean something too. That would, that would shine a light too. So anyway. (laughs) Like, I love that you say that so much because I think a lot of people who want to do missions and have a heart for this kind of work, they feel like they have to be extroverted. Mm -hmm. Like they feel like they have to be just that person who can go sit down with anybody and talk about Jesus. But 
the reality is like we need all different types of people to share the gospel and the good news because it's like not everybody connects with that kind of personality. I mean, a lot of people do, but it's not, um, it's not like a one size fits all kind of thing. And so I love Mm -hmm. your perspective of like, you are more introverted, but you have um, something unique to give and you have something unique to share. And if you go in with medicine, it's like kind of getting your foot in the door. And I, I just love that heart. Definitely, for sure. <laughs> also, um, this is where your story gets a little fun, although it wasn't fun for you at all at the time. But I know this about <laughs> you. You were saying after college, you felt really pursued to go straight into missions and not... Mm-hmm go on to do more schooling. So tell a little bit about that part of your story, because I think that this will resonate a lot with people who maybe um, are having some challenges getting to what their calling is. Yeah. Um, So uh, I told you like after high school, I decided I wanted to be pre-med. There were some speed bumps in the road. Um, And one of those was I didn't get into medical school my first time applying. Um, So that first year I got uh, a few rejections um, and the process is really long. It takes a whole year to apply. Um, You got to get recommendation letters. You got to like work up on your CV. It's, it's a, it's a draining process. Um, And so um, (laughs) (laughs) no. And so um, I, I was really sure that, um, you know, went on interviews and finally got, I think I got rejected and then waitlisted at one place, but never got a yes. Um, and so that was really disheartening just to feel like you were so close, you know, you got in the door and they said no. Um, so yeah, at, at that time, like you were saying, like, I was like, you know, if, if God, like if you're calling me to be a missionary, like, I really feel like, um, you know, I have a heart for our world. I have a heart for the suffering. Um, I can go and, and serve now. And, um, I just took some time. I took a couple months off, like, and just like praying and like meditating and thinking like, God, where do you want me to be? And, um, I just felt like he was saying, you know, this is, this is what I want. Like I, I, I want you to go to medical school. I want you to be a doctor and you are not wrong. Um, to pursue this. Um, and, and I guess, um, and then I guess like I felt peace with that. Um, and, uh, I felt like, okay, like no matter how long it takes, um, I was prepared. Like I was like, I'm going to be a doctor no matter how much, how, how many times I have to apply. Cause I feel like this is what God is calling me to do. Um, and then the next year I got in. <laughs> so, uh, it's kind of cool to how it works out that way. But, um, uh, yeah, it, that was definitely challenging. It's hard to hear no. Um, yes. and, uh, <laughs> is your God given calling. <laughs> definitely. Um, and so, yeah, I, I, um, I think that I'm where I'm supposed to be. And I, it was, it, once I got, once I started school, I was, I just, it was like a wave of relief. Like, I don't know why, like the acceptance wasn't, <laughs> wasn't the, what it was, but once I got there and started learning and like, like I told you before, like just realizing how incredibly magnificent his creation is and, 
um, how purposeful his design is. And I was like, wow, God, like you really knew where I was supposed to be. And like, mm-hmm. I mean, it's amazing. <laughs> I love, I just like love this part of your story. For one, I kind of lived it with you a little bit, but um, also I just like, I think you're such a good testament to people who feel called to do something risky or hard Mm -hmm. because just because the door doesn't just fly open in front of you doesn't mean it's what God wants for your life. And I love like your unwavering faith to keep going and and Mm -hmm. like just knowing deep down that that's where you were supposed to go. I think it's hard for people sometimes to like, it can be easy to think like, oh, well, maybe this is just something I wanted and it wasn't something he wanted for me. Mm -hmm. But like the reality is, you know, God puts desires in our hearts for a reason. And I think that, um, I just think that your story is such a good concrete example of like, it doesn't mean it's going to be easy. It doesn't mean all the doors are just going to fly open, but Mm -hmm. it, it doesn't necessarily mean that it's a no, you know? Definitely, for sure. Um, yeah, and I I don't know. Uh, I wish I could think of an example off the top of my head of like a hard, well, I guess I could think of examples, but they're not as profound. It was just like a hard no. Um, but um, but it's <laughs> well, not, I guess it's not always a hard no. So that's like, that's kind of encouraging, I think, so. Yeah. But I mean, you know, you can give a not profound example. I kind of want to know now what you're thinking. Oh, I, I'm just thinking about like relationships, like, oh, more, yeah. you know, like, uh, oh God, like, why am I, you know, why didn't this relationship work out? And it's like, because I wasn't supposed to smoke. <laughs> and you look back and you're like, yeah, you were right. <laughs> you were right. <laughs> that may have been actually a good choice. I'll give you that one. <laughs> what did you say? I said, uh, I don't even remember what I said. I, <laughs> oh, oh, I said, oh, that's like a, that was a good choice on your part, God. Like you know, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. Hard to see it in the moment sometimes, but For but sure. it's like, yeah, yeah. It's like. Um, this one's kind of like a weird example for me because that this like time in my life had lots of ups and downs. But mm-hmm. um, Henry, who you know, yeah. little Henry. So for those of you who don't know, listening in, Henry is my eight-month-old son. And he spent two weeks in the NICU when he was first born. And at the time, I saw like nothing but bad in Mm -hmm. that. Like it was really sad. And obviously, it was hard to come home without having my baby with me and all that kind of stuff. But um, and that time was really challenging. But now looking back on it, I have lots of friends who are having young who have young babies and who have just have started their families and stuff. And it's been really interesting to hear them talk about the struggles of having like a tiny, tiny newborn at home. And it, it, I like have been realizing tiny blessings that happened during that time that I didn't even see in the moment because I was just too busy being sad. Yeah. <laughs> but one specific example is the NICU nurses got Henry on like the best sleeping schedule ever for a newborn. <laughs> By the time we brought him home when he was two weeks old, like he would sleep for like four hours at a time. And it was like clockwork. It was like every three hours, he would go down for a four hour nap. That's and it amazing. was just like, <laughs> I, I was just like, wow, like I didn't have to do any of this. <laughs> so I don't know. That was a little bit, um, I think that was maybe a little bit tangential. But the whole point is just no. that it's hard to see no as something other than no or this isn't what I want but 
it's there's there's underlying blessings there and also sometimes no just means not yet yeah for sure okay so that was kind of off topic sorry about that no i think it was so we are actually gonna take a brief break for a commercial and then we'll come right back (laughs) if you know me at all you know i love disney world And if I could go to Disney multiple times a year, I would. There's something magical about Disney and something about the stories they tell always inspires me. That's why I love Shop Disney. Even when I can't escape to the parks, I love Disney products. They have clothing, toys, accessories, and more for babies to adults. I've bought pajamas for Henry, stuffed animals, outfits to wear when I do get to go to the parks, wallets and bags and just everything. One of my favorite things to shop for with Shop Disney are their collaborative collections because they have handbags and wallets in collaboration with Kate Spade, Beer Bradley, Dooney and Burke, and the list goes on. I love that I can get adult style mixed with the whimsy of Disney. And right now you can get free shipping on their new Kate Spade collection by using the link in the show notes. So go find something you love today at Shop Disney. Okay, so right before we left off, we were talking all about um, your heart for missions and how you discovered that was a calling for you. And we talked about um, how hard it was to hear no at first for medical school, but how there were lots of like blessings hidden in that and how your faith um, forged you on to know that that's exactly where you were supposed to be. And now here you are about to be a real life doctor crazy (laughs) I know (laughs) it's still like kind of weird for me honestly because I don't know it just feels like this has been in the making for so long it's like I know we know like that road has not been easy um and we know that there's been some challenges obviously we've talked about those but I kind of want to know what would you say to other people who feel called to something not necessarily just like what you've been called to, but I kind of want to know about, um, and I didn't tell you I was going to ask this question. So sorry, I'm about to make you talk off the cuff. <laughs> That's okay. but, um, I really am just curious, like what would be your advice to people who feel called to something that's not coming easily, but they feel like it is where they're supposed to be? Mm. Um, I would say, um, I guess the generic answer is pray, but that's a lot easier said than done. Um, because but it's uh, good advice. it is good advice. Um, sometimes um, it's really hard when you're on one side of a mountain and you don't see what's on the other side. You don't know if it's if it's what you're expecting. You don't know um, if it's something completely different. You don't know if you're going to be happy um, there. Um, and I guess I I just really love what you said earlier, Laura. Like, and I think you've given me this advice before. Like, God knows the desires of your heart. Um, and you know, like if this this is something you truly desire, um, and you know, is good, and God can use it for good and and to further His kingdom and to glorify Him, um, and it brings you joy, um, then you know, 
by all means pursue it if you if you feel like it's an idol in your life if you feel like um it's something that you're putting before god um if it's more important for you to glorify or to have this achievement or this goal than um to do god's will then i guess like taking a step back and really like um maybe just like assessing your heart and just see like, why, why do I, why do I feel like this is, um, what God wants me to do? And, and I think that, um, you know, I, I think that although, you know, suffering, um, uh, and pain and all those things refine us and make us more like Christ. Like I, I don't think that, um, that God purposely chooses paths for us. (laughs) like to cause a suffering. I think he wants, yeah. he gives good gifts, you know? And so, I agree. um, yeah, I, I don't know if that, that was helpful, but I, that's no, what I would say. <laughs> that was really helpful. And in fact, you said something that really got me thinking you were talking about, um, asking the, yourself the question, is this for good? Like, is this, can God use this for good? And I don't know why that really like my brain just like went crazy when you said that, because it it like makes me think about, um, I think we put God in such a small box sometimes. Like we Mm -hmm. think that he has one path for our life and like that is the gold standard. And if we don't do, you know, everything to stay right on that path, then we're just failing as Christians. And I think that like what you're saying and I might be like putting words in your mouth, but you kind of led my brain here. So I'm blaming it on you. Um, <laughs> I think what you're saying is so much more accurate and true. And that's that like, if God can use something for good and it's a desire of your heart, isn't that enough? You know, like yeah. God's plan B, C, D, E, E, F, and all the way through Z are infinitely better than the last. Like he has the ability to do that. He's not in a tiny box of our lives. And I think like, it's hard to do because of just like, I think it's, I mean, I don't mean this like as an indictment, but in some ways I think it is hard for us to think like that just because of like the way, um, the way we've been taught, um, frankly, but like the reality is like God's path for our life. Isn't just like one step after the other of making the perfect decision. Sometimes it is. I think sometimes it is as simple as um, this is a desire of mine and I know God can use it for good. And so then go, like give yourself the freedom to do that because he can, he can work with that, you know? <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, like an example of that. And you know, this personally uh, was I, you know, up until just a few weeks ago, I was still deciding what specialty I was going to pursue <laughs> in residency. Um, and finally, you know, I picked family medicine and I'm really happy with that. Um, but I just realized it was kind of one of those things. I was like, any of these are good. Like I'm going to be able to do good with whatever I choose. Um, and I think like, I feel like this is where I fit in the most. Like, is it the perfect decision? Who knows? But it's a good one and God will use it for good. So I was like, okay, submit. It's over now. I can't yeah. change it. So, um, Here we go. <laughs> yeah, pretty much, pretty much. So anyways. And that one, like I remember you and I talking on the phone about that thing. And I think we, I don't know if we said this on the phone, but I remember thinking about it afterwards at the very least. I also think like there are very few decisions in life that God just like can't, make work you know it's like 
I don't know. That sounds like such a weird thing to say about God, but it's like, I mean, there are some decisions in life that sure they're permanent and, you know, we have to like be mindful of those. But like for most things in life, it's like God can make it work. Like he can mold it to be whatever it is that he wants for your life. And yeah, it's just like, I think that it's a lot less black and white than we made it out to be when we were growing up, I think. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And like, even going off that, like, uh, you know, I feel like a decision of what medical specialty, like, uh, of course, any specialty is, is useful. Like we need all specialties. So um, I, I feel like they're all good decisions. Um, you know, sometimes we make bad decisions like, um, you know, through sin and, you know, later on, even those can be glorify God. They can be a testimony. And so I, God yeah. can use anything he can use, he can use it all. So, um, so that's kind of given me a little bit of like, not that I'm actively go, trying to go sin, but when I do, sure. <laughs> like I can, yeah, but, yeah. um, yeah. yeah, well, it's just like, Yeah, there are very few things he can't use. And it's like just, and also like some of the best quote unquote heroes of the Bible. I mean, they were people that had horribly sinful pasts, but it's like, I just think that um, it's not that God doesn't care about sin because I think he does, but I I think that he um, much more cares about your heart of moving forward. Definitely. I don't know how we got like on this topic of sin, but here we are. <laughs> a little dark. Well, got a little, a little we got dark. A little dark. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Um, okay, so I told you I was going to ask you this question, and I feel like we're we've jumped all around, but I really wanted to circle back around to this because I mm. think that there are a lot of people our age and um, even people younger than us, kind of moving towards our phase of life, who feel called to missions like you do. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's like, I think there is this feeling that like, okay, so I have to go overseas. And especially right now in, um, with everything that's going on, that's just really not possible in a lot of ways. Uh, so what would you say to those people? That was a really roundabout question. What I'm trying <laughs> to say is, why let me, let me make it simpler. Sorry. <laughs> you obviously feel called to missions. Your family is from Syria. There's a lot going on over there. And... Um, I know you want to go help. Um, what would you say to people who feel similarly to you? Mm. So I would say that you do not have to go far um, to practice missions. And my quote, my phrase is exercise your mission muscles. <laughs> That's my, go- <laughs> my go-to phrase. Um, because mission you, muscles. Yeah, you got to start small. Um, like a very real life, modern literally today example is um, reaching out to your churches or your neighbor and just seeing like, do you need groceries? Do you need someone to pick up your farm, your medications? Because we're all quarantined and we're all scared to go outside. Um, (laughs) But maybe, maybe I'm a little bit healthier and less at risk than you are and I can help. Um, So that's just one example. Um, You know, you can do mission trips domestically. Um, You can just uh, serve, in a local, um, a local ministry. Um, and I, I always love the type of ministries that you can like build relationships, um, with people over time, like in Knoxville at UT, we did like an inner city ministry with, um, just like 
once a week going and doing this after school program with kids. And that was really cool. Cause you know, you got to build relationships with them. And so, um, yeah. you know, yeah, if it's like a one-time thing, that's great. Like working at soup kitchens in your town or like, and then maybe like graduating to doing something more on a consistent basis. And, um, and then just like praying for God to just open your eyes and open your heart to see the need in your community. And, um, and then he'll open doors, from there. Um, or maybe he'll open a door, you know, next door. And, um, maybe that's where you're supposed to be. Um, cause I really do feel like no matter where you go, there's people who need you, who need, who need Jesus, who need, um, who need that hope and who have real physical, um, needs that they're praying and you could be the one to answer that prayer. So. <laughs> right. And yeah. like at its simplest, like, I love what you're saying because I think that people have a very limited definition of what missions are. Mm-hmm. But like at its simplest, what are missions if not just helping people and spreading the good news, you know? Definitely, definitely. So you're right. That can be as simple as getting groceries for your elderly neighbor. Yeah. <laughs> it may not be as numerous as some other missions, but it's still impactful. Definitely. I agree. Okay. Well, anything else on our like main topic here of missions and living out your calling in life? Any last words, thoughts, etc.? <laughs> I don't think so. You're like, nope, that's pretty much it. I said it all. <laughs> I said it. You knew it. I'm like, I feel like talk, I, I, I don't talk this much, Laura. You know me. <laughs> I'm taking you way outside of your comfort zone for like 42 minutes. Like, how does that make you feel? <laughs> I don't know. I'm like, I didn't know I had it in me, but it's like, you know, you just, you learn, you, uh, you got to push yourself. It's, it's all about getting out of your comfort zone. We said that, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> getting outside so, that comfort zone, giving it 110%, yeah, you know. Yeah, every day. Okay, well, we'll move on to something fun then and to wrap up. But um, I do this every episode. I st- I, eventually, I, I might pivot and like do something different. But for now, this is the best way I know to wrap up because it helps me kind of learn about what people are into right now. And I always need a new product, you know. So <laughs> tell me three things that you are loving right now. But I'm going to like this is where I'm going to put you on the spot because I didn't really tell you this ahead of time, but this is kind of what I'm looking for. Like three like physical things, like a book you're reading or like a movie you just watched or like a lipstick or something like that. Like three Mm -hmm. physical things you are liking. Okay. That you would like recommend, you know, like you would recommend it. Yeah. Um, so physical so one thing I before all this went down I was like I gotta get something um like uh new moisturizer which I'm really glad I did so I just bought this new Neutrogena bright boost moisturizer it's like in the pink like a cylinder bottle so that's been really nice I'm like at least I have a glowing complexion for myself in the morning (laughs) no one else is seeing me but uh it's fine um, could be also that I'm not wearing makeup these days. So that probably helps too. Um, and then the other thing I have started, um, I'm going through the Bible app. One of the plans, um, just decided like I need some structure. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> <All right now. laughs> uh, yeah, the times are, are 
scary times these days. So I'm doing the worry to confident hope study um, this week. So that's been really cool. Um, it's been really good. Um, and what's the app that you're using to do that? Uh, just the Bible app. I think oh, it's cool. just I Bible. Think I, knew, I don't think I knew they had studies. Yeah, they have um, different play. I know it was like going back through. Um, and then the third thing um, is, well, it's not a physical thing, but I've been enjoying YouTube. <laughs> So I watch um, Good Mythical Morning, which is really funny, like comedy uh, show on YouTube. They put out an sh- uh, episode every day. And then Dr. Mike. Um, Dr. Mike. <laughs> yeah, he's uh, just uh, uh, putting out, he's like funny. He puts out funny videos, but then also like um, good informational videos, like to the to a lay person, but also good for just anyone um, to listen you know to. How many- uh, like okay i've had so many people tell me about good mythical morning lately really <laughs> yeah, it's like one of those things that i had you know how when you never hear about something and then all of a sudden somebody brings it up and then it's like all of a sudden you're acutely aware of it and you hear about it all the time it's just like so purely fun i don't know it's just like ridiculous and it just it's nice to just like totally shift your brain off something, you know, what's going on. And it's just, yeah, it's fun. So I would recommend. Okay. Well, I'm going to start watching it. I'm literally going to watch tomorrow and I'll I'll text you. (laughs) Dr. Mike, which I'm guessing that's informative. Yeah. It's, it's informative. He also, it's also pretty funny. He like, um, does, he critiques medical shows and like critiques there, which is fun for me. I don't know if other people enjoy them, but he, like Grey's Anatomy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and he's like, this would never happen. And I'm just like, ah! <laughs> but then my, my mom is like, why are you ruining this for me? <laughs> like, 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 I'm like, mom, it's not real. She's like, but I like it. I'm like, okay, sorry. You're like, okay, well, fine then. <laughs> No one thing um, that I've been loving lately that you actually inspired from college. Whoa, what was that? Painting. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Remember when we used to live um, in Laurel and we would paint canvases? Like, I have gotten back into it since we have been quarantined. That's amazing, Laura. Laura, you're an amazing painter. I can't believe that. You haven't been doing it this whole time. Oh, I don't got time to do that. <laughs> you could sell well, your I, stuff. It's beautiful. I but you're just I, like one of those people that can do anything. That is not true. <laughs> it's so <laughs> true. It's like you're just like, huh, I just wanna um I just wanna learn the piano and then like, oh, you're like basically an advanced professional already. No, <laughs> is buttering me up right now, folks. She is buttering me up. <laughs> Not true, but it's fine. No, I, I have legitimately been enjoying painting canvases. It's been, I forgot how like almost therapeutic it is. Aww, that's all. You need to send me, send me pics of your stuff. I love it. Okay, I feel like that little kid who like gets out of Sunday school and gives every drawing I make to my parents because I, you know, I don't like clutter. Like I don't like having extra stuff in my house. Every time I finish a canvas, I literally walk over to my parents' house and give it to my mom. I'm like, hang this up somewhere. <laughs> I don't want this. Oh my gosh. <laughs> well, yeah, you, you got to send me some pics. You could you could send some my way too. 
Okay, I'll mail it to you. Perfect. I'll, I'll just brighten up. I've been doing a lot of flower paintings. That's pretty much Aww. it. Sounds fun. But it's been fun. That does sound fun. Oh, I hope that we're not we're um, unquarantined soon that we could paint together. I would love that. I literally bought a 24 pack of canvases, so I'm in it for the long haul. So. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> um okay so we any last words do you have anything else serious or not that you want to make sure is out there in the nether sphere for people to hear Mm, i don't think so thank you those are all my words you're all popped out those are all your words (laughs) well it's been a joy to have you on the show um i don't think I really, I'll probably say this in the intro because I'll like introduce you and stuff, but mm. we have, we are going on 10 years of friendship. That is amazing. So it's really fun to like catch up with you, but in like an interviewee way, because that's obviously not something that we do. <laughs> yeah. We, we don't usually talk like this. <laughs> um, so I've, I've loved it. It's been super fun. And you obviously had many good words of wisdom for people oh well thanks for letting me share it's been really fun too (laughs) for me too yeah (laughs) and that's a wrap I am so glad I got to have Simone here on the show today. Simone is honestly one of the most caring and empathetic individuals I have ever had the honor to call friend. I know you could easily see her heart for others and her passion to serve. I loved when Simone said that if you feel missions are a calling for you, you should flex your mission muscles. (laughs) What a simple way to say, get out there and get started. For me, I know it felt like a huge weight off my shoulders to know that I don't have to start big. I don't have to plan a trip to another country to start my mission. I can start in my own backyard. I can start simply by loving on my neighbor. And that's missions, folks. Thank you so much, Simone, for letting me force you into talking way more than you're comfortable with. And thank you for sharing your beautiful heart with us. We'll see you back here next week, but until then, we love you and we're praying for you all the time. Today's show music was created by Nick Petrov, editing done by Aaron Trimble, and show notes by me. Thanks for listening. Thanks again for joining me, everyone. If you love Where Faith Grows, be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts and give it a thumbs up. I sure am glad to have you join me in this space where we can explore faith and all the places it grows together. Have a wonderful week, friends. I'll see you next time on Where Faith Grows.